and we're live <laughs> unfortunately i don't think our fight fuel video played there but peter do you want to tell tell everyone about the sponsor anyway yeah the, the mma uk light show a late show is sponsored by fight fuel fight fuel is a supplement and clothing company founded by martial artists by martial artists and all combat sport athletes the aim of the company is to supply supplements and clothing of the highest standard to all fighters and warriors so they can train perform and win and kick some fucking ass <laughs> so apologies to fight fuel there but we do love you <laughs> And we tried to give you a special shout out at the beginning. So welcome everybody to The Late Show. We're joined by one of my favourite people in MMA this week, Daniel Moverheady. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I'm sorry if the uh, connection's a bit bad. I'm def I don't know what's going on here, but hopefully you guys can hear me and I don't freeze in the, in the moment, so to speak. But yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's normally me getting slagged off for my cheap Wi-Fi, so it <laughs> makes a change. <laughs> <laughs> and as ever, Fair I'm enough. joined by my co-host, Peter Knox. Welcome, oh. Peter. Oh, I'm deeply offended because you said when you said they're my favourite person in MMA, I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, shocking. You should definitely know by now. <laughs> <laughs> I actually credit Dan and Sam Amidi um, for a huge role in my MMA journey. Um, they've been there all the way through. So it's always a pleasure for me to speak to both of them. But Dan, I really wanted to have you on the show to, well, I wanted to talk to you about the whole experience of Fight Island because it was so unique and bizarre and crazy and I wanted to hear all about it. And Peter, I know that you wanted to do like an official special and, and you know, give everybody the opportunity to ask questions of a referee and, and for us to ask our burning questions. So... First of all, welcome back to England, Dan. It felt like you were gone for ages. <laughs> Uh, do you know what? It, it felt like ages. I was just saying to my wife and the kids, a month without seeing them. And that's like the longest I've been away from them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it, it was hard, but at the same time, it was an experience and an opportunity that obviously I couldn't turn down. You know, it was, it was a pleasure for me to, to be there and an honour for me to be there for something, you know, some historic moment, so to speak, in the MMA, not just UFC, but MMA uh, uh, history, you know. Yeah, it really, really was part of history. But how did it come about that it was a whole UK team that got taken over there? Um, as far as the whole UK team, I, I don't know how that come about. Um, um, I, I know the guy, uh, Mark Ratner, he's the guy who has the final say of who uh, who gets officiated. I'm assuming, one can imagine, obviously, they had hubs around around the world. Yeah. And obviously, it's, one, it's got to be cost-effective. And um, bear in mind, we all got chartered over there, so it's all private, you know, um, hired planes um, to be chartered from from wherever you're going from. Um, and I guess there's pick the UK guys, and then Goddard was also the other guy who put the team together as well. So, so again, availability. Three weeks is a long time uh, to be away, you know. So I was lucky enough to be able to get them three weeks off work. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, was it easy to get the, the time off? It wasn't. It wasn't. But um, 
I'm fortunate enough that I've got good uh, managers and good workplace. I'm sure Peter knows I, I work for Royal Mail as well. But I've got a good manager, and obviously it was unpaid. It was unpaid for me, uh, a time off. But again, I've got good people I work along with who support me. Peter's shaking his head. I don't know what it's like in his office, <laughs> but I'm obviously pretty, pretty okay. <laughs> yeah, um, my manager is okay, but I can't even get a day off, let alone three weeks. <laughs> Well, I, did, I must say, like I said, I took I took it unpaid, so okay, yeah. it wasn't. Uh, I had to take a little bit of a hit, but the experience overweighs that a lot more. Yeah, and obviously a great support system at home that allowed you to to do that as well. One hundred percent, one one hundred percent, the support system at home, and like I said, friends, family, even my two boys. You know, understanding that I was going to be away for three weeks. You know, so hey, yeah. One of the toughest parts I thought of the whole thing must have been quarantining because it just seemed to go on forever. It was on everyone's social media and obviously there was, and, yeah. it, and it was fantastic. I, sh I should say that first and foremost, the fact that um, they did it to, to make sure that everyone was tested and as far as possible, everybody was safe. Um, that, that was amazing. <laughs> but just from a personal point of view, and being an active person as well, how difficult is it to be cooped up in a hotel room yeah. in London for two days and then in Dubai for two days? I tell you what, it was world of difference from London to, to Abu Dhabi. I thought that right now, you know, the first, first and foremost, you know, the, the UFC, you know, left left no gaps in anything for us you know for the testing everything was immaculate everything was you know on point make sure you're tested arrive at this time you know so we arrived in london at the parking hotel in, in uh, Heathrow. we all turned up and we all i'm sure everyone looked at looked at the hotel and going shit where are we you know <laughs> we've got to stay two nights you know cooped up in a room in this hotel and bear in mind no other hotel around Heathrow was open at that time. Yeah. Apart from the parking, I think one other hotel. And they've got to cater for so many hundreds of guests, um, obviously providing room service, etc. And, you know, two days in a room for 48 hours, you know, 48 hours or longer because we flew out in the evening. I'm glad I had my Netflix and I'm glad I had had, uh, had my, uh, my snacks with me, put it that way, you know. Um, and then getting on the plane afterwards was, was the best bit about it because it felt like everyone had been let loose. You know, you could talk to people, you could see faces. I say see faces, half the time your face is covered up. So you couldn't yeah. really tell who you were talking to <laughs> until, they, until they quickly revealed themselves. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good experience. And then, like you said, in Abu Dhabi, we had another, 48, another test, another 48-hour quarantine. Then after that, we, we was let loose, so to speak, and be, be able to you know, roam around the safe zone, you know, but yeah, it was, it was okay. Yeah. And I guess you guys had slightly more freedom over what you could eat and, and drink during that time period. A lot of other people were cutting weight at that time. So Yeah. yeah you, you say that, the, the, the eating and the drinking, obviously we, we was in a hotel and it was like, well, especially during the quarantine time, the two days that we had to be there, it was just set meals, sent up to your room, and you leave outside your door, you open your door, you pull the tray in, eat your rubbish outside the door. It was literally like that, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, we, we was lucky enough to, to be able to, obviously, we don't stay in the fighters' hotels as officials. We stay at Stay Bridge Suite, which was um, a hotel a couple of doors down. 
um, which made things a bit better as well. We had our own gym, our own swimming pool, um, and there's no chance of like um, bumping into any fighters, make any conflict of interest, you know. So it was good in that in that sense, had our little space. So they even keep you separated at that point then, just all the way through, even at the hotels, you're separated from the fighters. Yeah, yeah, we are. I mean, the only time we, you would run into the fighters would be at the venue and possibly when we went for our meetings at the W Hotel with, with uh, the head of the commission. So, yeah, that was the only time you really run in. I say, I say run into fighters, you're just brushing past and that's it. You know, you really hardly ever see them because they're too busy either getting the test done or making way or training and getting ready for the fights. Yeah. And did you manage to get any training in over there? And did anyone train in this famous do, octagon on the beach? <laughs> do you know what? The famous octagon on the beach was just about good enough for taking a photo. Because I tell you what, if you went in there barefoot, even at nine o'clock in the morning, hot. the skin of the bottom of your feet, it was, it was hot. <laughs> it wasn't a training octagon. It was more... It was more for some people did hit pads. We had a couple of the guys who, who were hitting pads in there in the late evening when it was a bit more cooler. Uh, but no, we did, certainly didn't train in there. And for the people who are going, oh, you know, why don't they have the fight outside? Why don't they have it in the in the in the octagon outside? Trust me, you be there for five minutes, you, you'll be you know you'll be sizzling, so to speak. But um, I did get managed to get training in. Um, I managed to get a bit, of, bit of gym work in. I was lucky enough, obviously. With the officials when we we're in a bubble we've all been tested we've all been um past negative yeah and we were able to get a, get a couple of mats and for the first time in what four months i was able to get a grappling session in as as much as i got my ass handed to me by the guys there but it was pretty <laughs> cool to uh to be able to to be able to roll with like sort of rich mitchell goddard lethaby who are all very good uh, bjj practitioners themselves you know within their rights so it's pretty cool to uh to dabble there as well I'm even jealous of that part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Peter, could we go back to the original question that we had up from Chris? Yep. Yeah. So he said, hi, Daniel Sun. Congrats on your stint on Fight Island. You, the UK refs, judges and fighters were exemplary. Thank What's you the very feedback much, Chris, been you know... like, Dan? Feedback, you know, mate, you're going to get the good, you're going to get the bad, you're going to get your keyboard warriors, you're going to... The, the feedback for me, as far as, like, seeing... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but hold on. But, but, there's key, but there's keyboard warriors who know what they're talking about, and there's keyboard warriors who are sitting in their mum's basement. Is that the ones that we're in a Tapo T-shirt? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you got, you, got, you got one of the original Tapo T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, yeah, you, 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 I, you, know, you are going to have, have the feedback. And for me, majority of it has been good. I've had, I've had a couple where they've gone, you know, for example, I had the Modestus fight. People inboxing me, I've never heard of. Oh, dude, you lost me a lot of money. Why did you stop that fight? I'm like, oh my god, like really? But these are the kind of people you're dealing. These are the kind of people you're dealing with. Like I said, I, you know, even even sitting with with someone like Mark uh, Goddard, sitting there with him, I can only imagine because obviously, you know, you've seen some of the stuff that he gets and the abuse that he even gets crap sent to him when he's not even the referee. You know, when he gets mistaken yeah. for Kevin McDonald. <laughs> Kevin you know, McDonald. so he's like, <laughs> so. <laughs> So, so he's like, dude, well, she went to Burger King. You know, so. Huh? <laughs> she went to Burger King. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, so, yeah, 
feed, feedback for me generally has been pretty good. You know, and, and as long as I feel good about it and I feel good about the stuff I've done, I'm happy, you know. What does it feel like to get a taste of that kind of just being on a bigger level, more rivals and therefore more comments? Is that strange at all or were they just another fight to you? It, what, say, say that what the... More like, I guess, it, the fact that there's so much more feedback about about the bouts. Because I know when you're in there, you know, it's no uh -huh. different yeah. to it being any fight. But then afterwards, millions of people have watched it and they've all got an opinion. Every, everyone has an opinion. Whether whether I do it on the uh, regional shows, whether I do it on, on, on the, like the UFC show, everyone will have their opinion. Then people who are there to give their opinion, where you know everyone's entitled to it, like you said. But it's it's the fact that I wish that people, whether it be from criticizing the judges, criticizing the referee, criticizing the commentators, whoever it may be, you got to have you got to understand where they're coming from what rule sets or what criteria or what platform they're coming from you know but you always that's that's what makes social media sometimes it's a good and a bad thing you know yeah um luckily enough i've 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 majority most of the time i've experienced the good things but i have experienced some of the stuff that could crop up and again don't for, don't forget at a stage like that especially like the ufc fire island you know, that was the only live sport, especially in America, that was going on at the moment. You're going to have new fans watching, uneducated fans watching. And, you know, you are going to be scrutinised for everything you do. You know, it's, 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 a, it's yeah. a damn if you do, damn if you don't situation. For me, the Modestus fight, I actually thought that was the best piece of refereeing. Like, if you were going to give someone an example of, of how to be a good referee, to me... I don't think that could have been any better, any clearer. Like your positioning was great. You were so decisive. And I loved, Peter and I have talked about this before, the fact that you didn't want to see the replay because you knew exactly what had happened. Like why muddy the water of like there being any doubt? You knew exactly what you'd seen. Yeah. And and that's you know again I, 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 everyone keeps coming back to this fight because I guess one of the one of the fights I had to fight I had to deal with a controversy yeah. like the one I did deal with and you know and and it again you gotta you gotta have I've been in those situations before regional shows and they're the what they're the times you wanna you know they're your learning bases you know so when it happens or should it happen on on like UFC where everyone's watching and I mean because there's no crowds all the executives are seeing K side they know why it's seeing K side you got Mark Goddard, you've got the commissioner sitting there. It's like, this is a time where you need to step up and, and know how to deal with these situations. Know, know what, um, what, what rules are in place and, and what the states, what the, uh, the procedures are for you to take, to take in there. Yeah. And I was lucky yeah. enough, I, I, you know, I know those situations and I know, I know how to handle them. And you're right, you know, like for, for anyone who hasn't seen a fight, and there's, there's a fight in this situation, literally ended around where Modestus throws some beautiful elbows to the side of the head. Um, and then the fighter claims that it was to the back of the head, illegal. Um, and obviously I knew it wasn't, and I told him it wasn't. I needed to see him get back to the store. And uh, unfortunately for him, the cage door had opened. But but mm. even before then, I was asking him, the cutman had already walked in. And it's you yeah. know unfortunate for him, you know, the, the door opened. That, that's, 
that, that would that wasn't the decider. It wasn't oh the closed no. door open. If I for that's it, I'm gonna decide it. It wasn't. It was just a, it, 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 him not responding the way I wanted him to. And like I say to every fighter, you give me any doubt or any inclination that you can't continue to me, then then the fight is over. Your safety is paramount. Period. Yeah. You know. Um, and and the thing is, if if I but I didn't think there were legal shots, and I did think possibly there might have been illegal shots, then I might have gone to the uh, uh, replay to look at that, you know, to then to make another decision of how, how it would play out. But I knew exactly what I saw. I knew they landed legally, and that was it. But then, then you go back, I'm just going to go off a tangent here, but then you go back to fans not understanding what the back of the head is, you know. Yeah. Um, everyone goes, oh, the mohawk, some people go to headphones. You know, not understanding what the back of the head is, is um, it, and then the next thing you know is you're getting bombarded. You know, on social media. You know, why you're still in the still still inside the octagon? You know, uh, it was the back of the head. Oh, the 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 commentator said it was. You know, it was one after the bell. They said it was behind the head. You know, and then their words get taken as a god-given word. You know, that it must be. They might. They must be correct. You know, instead of looking at the facts and looking at the rule sets and knowing exactly what the back of the head is, you know. So, yeah, yeah. I thought I'd dealt with it. Okay. And I know you can't comment on the commentators, but I felt that they definitely kind of, if yeah, there were uneducated fans watching, they were kind of, <laughs> they were definitely banging on about the door way more than, yeah. like you told him multiple times to stand up. That was the thing. You'd, and I was mm -hmm. thinking, you only get a minute in between rounds he was still sitting on the floor kind of it felt like at least 20 seconds into yeah. that minute like he hadn't even got up i didn't know whether he was trying to play no. the dq card and and like have the fight ended like i wasn't even sure at first how badly injured he was if he just was going for the dq but then I was thinking, if he's that out of it yeah. that he can't carry on how does he know which shot landed where <laughs> Yeah, and you know, it it here's here's an here's an insight for you, right? So while I was refereeing that, when that when them elbows landed cleanly, and you know, even when you go back and watch it on the replay, if you know, like I said, he was getting hit to his left hand side of the head uh, mm -hmm. against the cage, um, so Modesto's thrown those elbows. When he goes to his knees and the fight's finished or, or the end of the round, he holds the other side of his head. Okay, to <laughs> to go. Oh, ref, he's hit me in the back of the head. So to me, to me, that's a, that's an indication that one, you 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 don't know what's happened. You don't know where you are from legal shots, and 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 two, you know, like if I hit you on the right hand side, you're not going to hold your left cheek, are you? And go out. Oh, that really hurt. You're going to hold your right cheek. Mm. You know, so all them factors, the way he's responding, the what you know, and and the other thing, you know, that that I also assessed was where he was on his. Um, on, the, on his feet, uh, kneeling down. If I ask you to stand up, go to your corner, uh, you don't sit back first and then try yeah. to stand up. You know, you you will if you know, and if you want to continue, you stand up and and you get to your corner. You know, so yeah. Um, they get they were my assessments, and like I said, I've got great, I you know, great support there. I like I'm sure you heard on, on the um, on the mic. I'd go out there and ask me, do I want to have a look at the replay? Because it's there, it's in the rule sets. If I wasn't sure about it, I could have used it. But I was sure and I, you know, nicely declined and said, no, thank you. I know what I saw. And hey, that's it. Yeah. Line. <laughs> um, Tom's.
got a question here. Is there anything you'd like to see introduced to help MMA referees during the fight, uh, like a new rule or a certain technology? Um, yes, but, but as far as making it easy, technology-wise, no, not really, because obviously we've got a fight replay um, going on. And we're lucky enough, especially sometimes if, if a foul does happen, um, you also got the big screens there as well that you can have a quick glance at. Um, I mean, I wouldn't. It doesn't. Any new rules? No. Again, the only one I would change maybe would be the twelve to six elbow. But I think that's been discussed so many times, and I don't know when that will change. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Apart from that, yeah. I, I think everything else what we got now is in place, especially now. You know, the down the fighter is. You know, with the, with the one hand, it's a bit flat palm or a fist or simply drop to a knee. Again, that's back in now as opposed to the two hands. So everyone kind of was, you know, understanding that now. Um, yeah. But I think the rule sets are good. I think I, ju I just wish that um, some fighters and the cornermen would just read through those rule sets and, and understand rule sets. And if they're not sure about it, feel free to hit like myself or, or, or Herb Goddard, whoever it may be. Speak to any you know official and, and get a, get a feedback from them and, and, and ask them questions. Because yeah. even in the rules rules talk that we do at backstage between the fighters, you got to think really them fighters. I'm asking for your attention for five minutes, and really those five minutes they're either looking at the person warming up next to them, they're looking at the TV screen of someone else fighting. You know they're not really concentrating exactly what you're saying. You know if they don't know the rule sets before I give them rules talk then. Pretty much screwed, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. What, I know what would help referees. If commentators would shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, I'll give you an example, right? I think it was it was last night as well. A guy was winning the round for four minutes, and somebody gets a takedown the last minute. And the commentators going, "Do you think he's stolen oh, that, that round?" My, yeah. Oh, it's that horrible. Does my head. It, that yeah. is my. Listen, that that. Yeah, go See, on, that. That we've so you, you just said so you you are kind of so just to make sure you're saying about a fighter um being stand, standing up for four minutes and all of a sudden the other fighter gets a tail and everyone goes oh he's won the round yeah. is that what you're saying yeah, yeah. yeah. yes hey yeah listen listen if 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 nothing happened if nothing's happening for those four minutes literally the, both of the guys are like just yeah, yeah, circling yeah. around each other yeah and nothing's happened to sway that fight then fair enough. When it's been stand up and all of a sudden, all of a sudden you hear the cornerman going, get that takedown, you're going to win the round. And everyone's like, yeah, he, he won that round off that takedown. No, you know, yeah. it's, it's a, that's kind of like that old school thinking kind of thing, you know. Yeah, it is. I still hear it on regional shows, you know, get the takedown and you've won that round, you know. <laughs> and 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 I don't know whether it's because, you know, you, you, you could do some of the cornermen also, especially today, I don't know whether it's because, um, where the UFC obviously got no crowds fighting, uh, no crowds at the at the events. Do they think they're going to influence the judges? I think that's what it is. So loud, etc. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually thought that during one of the yeah, fights I'd... at UREF, the um, the Rose Namajunas fight, her corner like were were just mm -hmm. saying that things were way more impactful than they were, um, and. To me, that that was the, the the perfect result. You know, I don't think uh, it would have been any different if you listened to it in silence. But they were even when she she slipped, um, they were like really laughing and saying, "Yeah, you're having fun out there." And I thought you are you are so you're either trying to 
get in her head and make her feel like she's doing really, really well, or you're trying to influence the judges because it was so loud. I don't know, if, are you even aware of the corners talking while you're repping, Dan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I, I was I was aware of the of the corners talking, and I and I could hear them. Obviously, it didn't influence my my decision and my judging, but you can hear them. And I say this that the judges, obviously, that were judging those fights, even you know last night's fights, I'm telling you that they they're been experienced enough to be able to blank mm. anything from it being influenced by anybody, whether it be the crowd, whether it be the the corner man, whether it be the commentary. They're, they're experienced enough not to be swayed with, with the decision, you know. Um, but I'll tell you what, talking about Rose Namajunas, um, Pat Berry is one scary motherfucker. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> all day long, Rose, all day long. <laughs> oh, that was annoying. I, I'll tell you what, doing 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 the rules talk, doing the rules rules talk with, with Rose and having Pat Berry just like giving me a stare. Like, yeah, I'm, and I'm looking at him going, You understand? You, you we're good, you understand the coaches, you understand what I'm saying? And him just giving me that stare, I was like, Holy shit. But yeah, it was, that, that was a bit of a simple moment, so to speak. I was like, Yeah, don't wanna mess, don't wanna mess with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to go back to two five one and talk about um the Aldo stoppage, um, because it was obviously yeah. a huge talking point at the time. It's kind of, I think people have pretty much forgotten about it now, but the reason I wanted to bring it up was because um, Leon took some, Leon Roberts was the referee for that bout. He took some criticism from Dana quite publicly. Um, and Dana had said, oh, I'm, I might start sacking people if they don't perform because Unless you're he's, called he's got you the would. ability... Or uh, he's got the ability to do that apparently with the UK team in a way that he hasn't with the commissions in the States. And I just um, wanted to you to, to clear up the fact that that wasn't what had happened in that instance. All right, you, all right, Kay, I lost you on the bit <laughs> where you went, Aldo Leon. <laughs> you missed everything you're, you're, else. <laughs> Peter South coming out here and fine. I don't know, Peter. I, I kind of gathered what you might be saying. Can you hear me? Peter, you repeat that question quickly. Yes, you're just saying uh, uh, Dana was threatening to sack Leon after mm. that fight. He was threatening oh, to sack any. Can you hear me at all, Dan? He can't hear me, can he? Shall I leave, Peter? You're breaking up bloody hell. fucking thing. You guys can hear. I can hear. The, I can hear Dan. Oh, he's, he's going a bit slow now yeah. as well. Right. <laughs> he didn't go quiet because he didn't want to answer the question. Yeah, I, I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's maybe it's maybe Dan. You should leave and come back and because you've no fools with me uh, at all. Okay. It's Dan. Dan, you leave and come back in. What happened? Let's go yeah. on a roll. Me now, okay? Yeah, I can hear you now. That's it. That's it. Go. Can you hear me? 
I can just about, but go on. You, you were saying about it, Aldo. Leon. I was just saying that um, there's there's kind of been a misinterpretation that um, Leon might have been sacked, and obviously, as as you said to me, he's he's chosen to step away for for a moment, and I just wanted okay. to get that out there because the, we've had a lot of support on this show right. um, for Leon, right. and I got the word. Can you guys hear me? I'll ask question. Just he's totally frozen. Well, I'll remove him, he can come back in. I know he's, he's still there. So, Chris, Chris has said he's not forgotten that stoppage yeah. was nowhere near What's as bad as Herb Dean's stoppage in the Jai Herbert yeah. fight. Which I'll just message Dan. We, we come all back agree in. with. Where is he? Um. But yeah, I really wanted to, <laughs> to ask Dan that important question because um, he's obviously got first-hand information on it, having been with um, Leon at the time. And obviously Dana came out with quite a strongly worded statement and gave people a kind of false impression about what's happened. So... Just, um, I know there's a few people yeah. that Leon, Le assumed that Leon was sacked and that wasn't the case. So, but, but Leon didn't say nothing either. Leon could have maybe came out and said, Look, I'm taking a break for things as well. I don't know. But then again, Dana didn't mention him either. No, he didn't mention him. No. And We're I assuming. think, yeah, and and there's, I don't know, there's a lot of, um, Sometimes it's better to say nothing at all. Sometimes defending yourself, where does it end? But, um, but just the way Dana came out and done that, and then after the Herb Dean Dan Hardy thing, he's blaming Dan, and it was Herb that went to Dan as well, which was a call. Well, I, I, my opinion of that is it's two separate issues. The fact that it was a terrible stoppage is one thing entirely. And then the second part of it is whether you think Dan was right or wrong for piping up and saying something at the time. And whether or not you think Dan was right or wrong, it was still a dreadful stoppage. Yeah, so got Dan again. Even if, excellent. Even if Dan gets reprimanded. Hello? Hey. Hey, back. <laughs> Can you hear us okay, Dan? Oh, dear, this is the worst connection we've had. Okay. Can you guys can hear me? I can ask you a question because I kind of gathered what you asked. Uh, we can kind of hear you. Yeah. Oh, he's gone again. <laughs> oh, this is the worst tech issue we've we've had so far. It's definitely Dan's end, it's definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Ian, it's oh, not our side, it's Dan's now. side. Here we go. Oh, I can't. No. Oh. Right, we're good? Peter, can you oh, hear me now? I hear you now. I didn't frozen. Yeah, answer the we question, quick. Hear you. Yeah, you're going again. 
Oh. I really wanted him to answer that question as well from Glenn earlier on. Yeah, I wanted it. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to bring that up. There we go. Dan, then I tried to imply that what happened against Goddard was the same as Dan's interaction with Dean. Hello. Here we go. We hear you. I think we've got you. Now he's gone again. Yeah, we did try to to set. I hear you, Dan. You move in, and now you stopped. There you go. <laughs> oh, are you on four G or or um, Wi Fi now, again. Dad? Maybe switch <sighs> to the other one. I'm on. Oh, is that better? Yes. And now no. <laughs> is that better? better? Are you on on Wi-Fi, Dan, or or four G? Can you message him, Peter? And there's not really any advice yeah, we can yeah. give him, is there? Yeah, yeah. Hang on, switch. What's happening there? Oh, we hear him again. Switch. We've lost him. We might be trying to switch over. We've lost the video completely. I don't know where to kick him again. If you got uh, internet issues, the first thing goes the picture and then the audio. He's not reading the Facebook. And we kick him again, you can rejoin. Uh, Let's hope he rejoins. Sorry, everyone. Just when we were getting to a really. Uh, Dan's on dial up. Yeah, I think he is on dial up, Chris. <laughs> um, yeah, we were just getting to a real um, juicy question that I really wanted to hear him talk about because. Peter, you and I have said on, on previous shows, ever since this has happened, that Leon's one of the best in the business. And um, I had another guest on, Joe Clifford, the cutman, who only wasn't at Fight Island because he's Irish and they only took UK team. Um, and he was saying, he, you know, he's one of the best. You, you, can't, you can't leave Leon. So... I wanted to do a little shout out to Leon with with Dan there and uh, just say you've got to come back. We we need you. He's one of the good guys. <laughs> so Dan just messaged there saying he's going to try audio. So that's him trying to come back in. He's just not connected yet. Okay. Give him about five seconds and it should connect. So you might not see him, but you should be able to hear them. Hello, Dan. <laughs> Hello, Daniel. Can you hear us? Oh, what a shame. Oh, there we go. He's trying to speak. There we go. 
the joys of all the joys of being live it was all right hold on we hear you there i can just about hear you guys i can feel yeah we hear you fine my laptop, uh, iPad. I don't think he can hear us. No, I've wasted. We can hear you, Dan. Me. I hear you, Dan. Dan, if Dan can't hear us, he can. No, he can't hear us. He's going to try and. I think I heard him say he's going to try and join on his iPad. Yeah. But um, do you want to? Should we have a quick chat about the UFC last night, Peter, while we wait for Dan to join? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do, do I need to kick him again then? If it's uh, audio, you'll need to. Oh, the move him, he can. He knows how to come back in. Yeah. Um. Sorry, everyone. We're we're trying to get him back in. Um. Just can't rely on Wi-Fi. Um. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's have a a quick chat about who do you want to start with, Jojo? If you want, yeah. So she's lost her title chance. It was yeah. always a risk. Yeah, we all thought it was a bit weird. You've got a title shot, wait it out. Uh, obviously, we spoke about the fight a couple of days ago, and obviously, I predicted that she wouldn't win, and you said she would. Uh... <laughs> 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 I'm always right, you see. <laughs> you, you picked against it. You picked against the squat, did you, Peter? Uh, no, I didn't. I got that one wrong. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live, live <laughs> yeah. on the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That—that's not the Jojo Calderwood. Calderwood, we know. Uh, I was very yeah. surprised. I was very shocked the way it went and the way it ended so quickly. It's just yeah. not obviously. Obviously, afterwards she fainted and she was taken to hospital. She's okay now, but so we don't know. Maybe I don't know. The stresses of being a fighter. It must be, you know, what I mean, the weight cut and preparing for the fight, the nerves, and all that. She maybe just took a bad turn to it, and you know what I mean. Just yeah, the stresses of being a fighter, and maybe just got to her. But so. like you said, it wasn't the JoJo that we've we've come to know and expect, and was really surprised to see her go to the ground with Maya knowing um, yeah, what her jiu-jitsu is like. It was just not. It just wasn't a a, a smart move, and just. Very surprising from Jojo. I know she's obviously been working on her ground game a lot and trains with Roxy and other like high level jits girls, but yeah, tough, tough um one to take. Yeah. But then again, it's such a shallow division, a couple of wins and you're back in it again, kind of thing. So what was well, she think? Let's not she forget lost. she was getting the title shot of one yeah. of one win. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She'd lost three out of six and she got a title shot. It's not like I mean, it's because the division that shallow, and but just to be the first Scottish person to get a UFC title shot would have been an achievement in its own as well. It'd be the first, like Robert Whiteford was the first Scottish person in the UFC. She'd have been the first person to get a title shot. It would just been a good achievement, a good boost for Scottish MMA as well. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, you might have got the UFC back in Scotland next year. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. You might imagine she pulled off. I, I. I know Shevchenko would have been the heavy favourite and all that, but she, Jojo would have had a puncher chance. Not like she was performing last night, but if she performed what she can do, she would have had a puncher chance. Like Michael Bisping, 
Mm. His title shot, short notice, and one it, you just don't know in fighting in MMA. Anything can happen. So if you're in it, then you've got a chance of winning it. So you just don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in the main event, we had Edmund Shabazian <laughs> against Derek Bronson. And I felt it was really strange, just the whole lead up to this fight, the fact that Ronda announced it and the fact that she also announced that COVID was getting in the way of the way that they were building Edmund to become the youngest champion in UFC history because it had taken like a, a couple of months out of their schedule and the way they'd set all the fights that he was going to beat John Jones by a couple of weeks or something. And yeah. I just thought that can be your game plan, but do you need to make that public to the world when he's still got quite a few fights to go in that game plan? And it, it obviously transpired last night that it was a bit too much too soon. What did you think? Yeah, maybe they thought he was the next Ronda Rousey kind of thing, the way she took MMA by storm and, you know I mean, dominated the women's division and all that. But to be honest, I don't really know much about him. I've seen that live that Dana did with Ronda, where they were talking about him yeah. and saying he's the ne next big thing and all that. And I'm like, who are they talking about? I didn't really know him. Uh, know, yeah. know all about Brunson and what a performance by him. Absolutely yeah. spotless. And then there was obviously a bit of controversy about how that stopped as well, you know, at the end of the second round. I thought it should have been stopped. I think he was... Absolutely fuck. But it's not just it's not just the yeah. referee, you know that the corner could have stopped it as well. So uh, Herb yeah. actually stopped it. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Peter. I thought when Herb did stop it as well, he did stop it early in the third. We seen what was happening. So he did have a close eye on that. And they were I think they were blaming the doctor as well. Dana was blaming the doctor. I don't think it was the doctor's fault. Dana either. was, yeah. yeah. No, I, but it was strange that now I felt Herb almost seemed like he was kind of lacking in confidence a bit. Like at the end of the second round, he seemed quite indecisive about whether it was over or whether it was going to the end of the round. And, you know, I'm I'm sure if you've had a few bad calls and, you, you know, everybody's talking about him and Dan Hardy and Dana and the whole situation at the moment, I'm sure that must be on his mind. Hi, Dan. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, well, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I, I think I can hear you. Much better. Much better. Go for it. Can you remember the question? <laughs> if I cut out again, I'm going to and get on the laptop. But anyway, so I'm, 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 I got, I gave it something to do with Aldo, something to do with Leon, something to do with rumor that he got sacked. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, first, first, I don't want to comment on it too much, but I just to set the record straight, no one got sacked. Um, that, that, that's the that's the bottom line of it. Um, again, as you know, Leon's a top official, and uh, mm. he's done you know he's been in the business for many years, you know. And you know, uh, and what I, what I'll say is that you know, like I said, there's rumours of our uh, some officials got sacked. If he hasn't got sacked, okay, just because you didn't see him on the next couple of shows. Doesn't mean anything, you know. Um, but you know, like I said, people people are quick to criticize. This is going back to the whole social media and people make up their own mind of what is and what isn't, you know. So uh, again, that, that's that's the only bit I'll, I'll comment on. But I just wanted to set the record straight that no one got the sack. Far from it. Excellent. It was just I think bad timing because Dana came. <laughs> yeah, Chris was saying you're on dial up. <laughs> <laughs> 
your internet. <laughs> oh, no, I could see. I could see. Do you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe Chris, what, if you can hear me, yeah? So whatever questions these two ask me, maybe you should type it out for me and I can read it and then I can answer. How's that? <laughs> Chris should work for him in my UK, I think. Um, yeah, we were just saying it was awful timing because Dana came out and, and just kind of, as he does, spat the dummy about, well, I'll start firing people if I don't think they're up to the job. Then he wasn't on the next couple of shows. And I think people just assume that that might have happened. So really important to get that out there that he chose to step away. And we all, <laughs> he's gone again. We all really oh. hope that he's he's back soon. <laughs> this is a disaster. That was so much better as well. His iPad and all that. I'm just hoping he's just yeah. pressed the exit by accident. That's that. Let's see if he's in the messenger. He was doing so well as well. The connection was much better. Yeah. It's probably the wife watching Coronation Street on demand or something. It's not in the mall. <laughs> or EastEnders, sorry, because they're for London. He's for London, isn't he? Oh, there you go. He's coming back. We Very we cool. are allowed to watch Northern shows, though. <laughs> <laughs> right, you'll be back in a couple of seconds. Just waiting for his picture to show up. There he is. God damn it. <laughs> Welcome back. All right. <laughs> We're wondering if this is a tactic, if this, it's a this tricky is, This is going to be on one of them adverts, isn't it? On, on, oh. It's going to be on them Wi-Fi adverts, isn't it? Oh, here he is, Sam. Don't, hey. don't let the Wi-Fi get you. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Amelie's piped up. I'm surprised yeah. he's going to sunburn on his holiday. That actually reminds me Funny of something. you should say that. <laughs> Peter, roll that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, here we go. Where is it? Oh, we need to turn it up. Peter, the volume. Can't hear it. What's up with me? <laughs> I can hear it. Oh, okay. I can't even hear this, you know that. Oh, oh, can't hear it, Peter. I, because I'm not the real tech guy. I don't know. I, I can hear it fine in my camera, but no, I don't think Dan can you hear it either. Dan's frozen again. Oh man, this is a tough show tonight. Dan's frozen. I can see his finger. Oh, there he goes. Oh, he's gone again. 
talk to me about the main of uh, the uh, fight of the night last night, Peter, because I missed that one. But apparently, it was a cracker rematch between Venato and Green. Yeah, yeah. The the first time was absolutely brilliant. They were just going toe to toe, both with their hands down. Green fights like that anyway. He fought like that the whole fight, but. Yeah, they both did well in the first round. And just and they were like, they were like, this is just like the first fight, which was a draw. It's gonna be fight the ninth, then second and third round. They still both had chances, but Green did start to dominate and all that. As I say, it is hard to read somebody when you got the hands down, what he's gonna throw and stuff like that. I've been yeah. really impressed by Green. He's doing really well recently. Uh, it'd be interesting to see where he goes next. He was quite emotional. They were both talking to each other during the fight, which was quite fun. Right. But even but after that, Green was like quite emotional. And he was going on about if I get the bonus and all that, I'll pay off my house and all that, which they did to got the five of the night bonus, so he'll be able to pay off his house now. And he was did a shout out to his kids and all that, telling them what they can achieve and all that and what he, everything he does, he does for them as well. So it's like it was nice. See, I didn't really like Green much before. He seemed to be arrogant and all that and kind of full of shit, but I've seen the real side of them now and I'm really impressed and I can't wait to see him fight again. I'll be looking out for him. The one thing I found ridiculous was him like blowing off spraying all of that water out of his mouth when everyone around him is wearing a mask to try and avoid like any kind of moisture from leaving yeah. their lips and hitting someone else and then he's spraying it everywhere. See, I, I didn't even think, I didn't even think, when he done that, all I could think of was Triple H, a wrestler for WWE, he does that in his entrance and all that, for the, the effect, the spray effect, with the, the strobe lightning and stuff like that. That's the only thing I thought, I thought he's a big wrestling fan, because you just copied him kind of thing. But I didn't think about the virus thing at all. But as you say, they've all been tested and all that, and they were all negative, and you, should, you shouldn't be having contact with anybody that's not been tested, so... But if they're all tested and they're all negative and there's no chance any of them have got it, then why do the corners have to wear the masks anyway? I don't know, unless there have been places where they could possibly, like the hotel, the waiters, I don't know. The waiters yeah. and waiters and stuff like that. I, I, as I say, I'm, Dan could answer that maybe, about how it worked yeah. and was he in contact with anybody. He is trying again. He's now going on his laptop. He's going to try his laptop. Hopefully his laptop's wired in. So he will Is be back on a, short. I, w I wonder if there's a way to get Sam's video on now, though. But Do you want me to try that video again? I, I don't. I could. I could hear it. I know when you first sent it, it was quite low because of the noise of the beach and all that. But no, neither of us could. Like we just couldn't hear anything. Couldn't we've all got headsets on, and I could hear it. So I don't know why. Okay. You could hear the other video we played, didn't you? Remember the tribute video and all that? You could hear that, couldn't you? Yeah. That. So I don't know. So I don't know why that works for that. I know the video was quite low anyway. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. The times he's tried to stop moisture hitting his lips. <laughs> I'm not going to read too deeply into that. I don't think I want to <laughs> consider that for too long. <laughs> also, while we're waiting for Dad, I want to give a shout out to the dentist who's fighting on uh, next Saturday. Uh, he's got Mackie Patola next Saturday. So they, they love putting him in the States. So... Be good. Obviously, he was on that um, last Cage Warriors card that got moved to Manchester. He was the the only UFC fight on the Cage Warriors card. So, yeah. um, 
that was a change of opponent, change of venue, change of everything. So um, hopefully he, I know he's stayed ready all through lockdown. So he's, he's, you know, looking in peak condition. So best of skill to him for Saturday. Um, yeah. If Dan's got a laptop like my old laptop, it might take him half an hour for him to switch on and log in. It just depends on his laptop. My new one's perfect, <laughs> takes 10 seconds, but I know what it can be like. If you've got a shitty old laptop, it can take a long time yeah. to log in and load up and then the battery's shit and all that crap. So he's maybe, he's maybe, he's maybe got a dodgy laptop, but he is trying. Uh, so next week we might have a thing about Scottish gyms because obviously the government guidelines at the moment because of the virus and all that gyms cannot open in scotland yet so obviously there's a plan in place with all the scottish gyms and all that to try and get the gyms open so hopefully we'll get a few guests and we can talk about that next week and what the plan is to try and get nicola sturgeon and the scottish government to change their mind even if they don't just listen to us and then after we've explained our side then she can maybe explain their side a bit better so and then we can see what happens from there. Because at the moment, it sounds like she's playing politics with Boris. Obviously, England's got more deaths. So we've got no deaths for like 15 days but because we've got everything, a lot of things still shut. So it just seems like a game of politics that could be related to independence, which I support, by the way. I am an SNP supporter, but I don't. Dis I think the advice Nicola's getting, especially about when you go to gym, you sweat a lot and all this stuff and all that. I think if you socially distance it, you clean everything down after you, and there's less people in the gym, you can can safely open it. If you can open a pub, you can open a gym. So hopefully we can get a few experts on next week about that, a few gym owners, and they can get their point of view across and we can give them some good support. Hopefully they've got decent Wi-Fi as well. <laughs> yeah, well. David, who was on a couple of weeks ago, he might be one of them. Uh, and then hopefully we'll get a couple of gym owners on and we can see their point of view. If, while we're waiting, maybe we'll, we could talk to Glenn's question. Yeah, okay. So what's your views on the disqualification involving Mark Goddard at the weekend? So this was the guy, I, f I forget what um, promotion it was, Peter. Was it in, it wasn't in you, one, was it? No, you, oh, it was you, UAE MMA. You, you, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was back in uh, <laughs> United Arab Emirates. And um, there was a guy who won by the naked choke and Mark waved off the fight and the guy didn't let go of the rear naked choke and <laughs> continued to uh, choke the guy. And then eventually when he got <coughs> let go, he came after Mark and like they were in a physical altercation. I don't, there weren't any punches thrown, I don't think, but... He was uh, in his face and it was, a, you know, a, a, an argument between an official and, and the fighter and the fighter ended up disqualified. And, um, yeah, we'd, I don't know if the, I've heard yet if um, the promotion oh, no, is going to suspend oh, yeah. him or... Um, see, I don't, I don't what do you think of it? Yeah, I don't know how that promotion works, if they'll be suspended or not. I thought it was funny the way he jumped on your cage and you're celebrating afterwards, because I think we all knew, well, you're not going to get that one now. Because uh, Matt Goddard, strong, firm referee, and he doesn't mince his words. So I'm pretty sure he told him when after he let go and had a wee pointing the finger at him and all that, he 
let him know what he thought. And then because of that wee scuffle, that probably made up Mark's mind to disqualify him. And, and deservedly so, he should have let go straight away, could he? I mean, you can kill somebody. So we're all going on about yeah. the Black Lives Matter and about how police don't know about chokes and all that and what they're doing. So that fighter knows damn well what he was doing by holding on to that choke. It's very dangerous. So as soon as the referee steps in, you let go and that's it. So, yeah, stupidity. Yeah. So, uh, as I say, we've all seen it. So if we ever see that fighter again, he's not going to get any support for anybody after that kind of thing. He's going to have a bad reputation yeah. and all that now. So I've no... I've no uh, I've not heard him come out and apologise or nothing like that, and that would go a long way to sorting things out. But as you say, it's a yeah. stupid thing to do. I know, I don't know what the guy's experience was. If he's had loads of fights and whatever, if it, I mean, most. And when it's know. the other way round, yeah, and a and a referee calls it late when the fighters saying that they're unconscious, yeah, yeah. then th- there's such a huge backlash. Like everybody knows exactly how dangerous it is. What did you think of Dana White comparing that situation to the situation with Dan Hardy and Herb Dean? Because I didn't think they were comparable at all. But they're not. But uh, as I say, what's what's Herb Dean got in Dana White? Because Herb seems to get away with everything, and people, <laughs> right, so he's threatening the sack. Leon Roberts, I know he didn't say his name or nothing, but he's threatening to sack people and then he's threatening to sack Dan Hardy. We still don't know what's happening with Dan. All he said was he was going to talk to Dan. So I, I don't think he would sack him, but it looks like he was going to give him some type of warning, which it's no, it's no. See if it was a full crowd there. The ref, the, well, Herb said he didn't know it was Dan and shouted it until he asked somebody, but he probably wouldn't have heard it because of the crowd and all that. But as I say, it's emotional. The commentators get quite emotional. I know I've slagged them a bit tonight, but they're in the fight like last, they get emotional and all that, especially when it comes to fighter safety and stuff like that. And I thought Dan did the right thing. And it was Herb that came to Dan as well. Dan didn't go to Herb. Dan was still in his station. Yeah, so. that's another um, confusion over the topic. Because Dana yeah. certainly said a commentator should at no point in time go up to an official, but that wasn't what happened. Um, yeah, and-, and I think it, whether you think Dan's right or wrong for what he did, it doesn't take away from the fact that it was a terrible stoppage. And the scariest thing for me about that was the fact that Herb Dean's defending it and still saying it's a good stoppage. Like, if a referee can't tell after watching that back in in slow-mo and however many times on video replay, if you still think that's a good stoppage... That to me is very concerning. He must be another man who can't admit when he's wrong, Peter. <laughs> Imagine one of them. <laughs> I know, fucking nightmare, man. People, here we go. Hi, he's moving quite well. There we go. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, that's much better. I'm trying. Yes. We've got movement and audio. Oh, good. You better thank my wife. Yeah. Using her phone. Oh, what spoke the hell too soon. My thing. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm the, so sorry. That's okay for, for the I don't know how many a millionth time <laughs> we were talking about Leon and you you yep. said that I think we were saying he's he's really you know one of the most well respected. He's been around for a long time. Um, we've actually heard nothing but but praise on the comments have we peter and on this show we you know there's a lot of support for him so yeah if if he's watching at all i'd just like him to know that a a lot of people are on his side 
hundred percent. You know, the guy, the guy even officiated my fights when I was fighting back in the days. You know, that's how long he's been around. And you know, it's like I said, people quick, quick to jump on and criticize something that a referee does wrong. But when they do it right, they hardly ever, you know, give them praise or anything like that. You know, which is a tough one. Yeah. And um, somebody just asked a question that w that we discussed before you got back on, but yeah. it was um, about Mark Goddard and the disqualification at the weekend. I don't know if you on saw that UAE. fight. I think yes. everyone saw that fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right, rightly so as well, you know, for, on, on two reasons. First of all, you know, if, if a referee tells you to let go of a choke once a fight's over, be the sportsman like you know to let go of submission if you hold on for extra long you know if you did that for example people in the ufc have done that before like polaris uh Pilaris, sorry he's done that before when he's held on to an ankle lock and he hasn't let go when the referee said stop you know he, he got dropped oh, um yeah but especially with someone like mark once he tells you to let go and the fact that you grab him up afterwards by his collar then um then of course it's a straight DQ. It's in the rule sets anyway that you obey the commands of the of a referee and obviously you do not touch a referee even, you know. Um this fuck I couldn't believe that happened, you know, it's crazy. But it could no. only happen to him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> was there bad blood between the opponents? What was his reason for I, I for doing really that? don't know. I really don't know. I tried to write I tried, you know, me and Sam had the conversation about it. So we really could have like it's not as if like Mark you know, put his hand on him as in, like, put, put his hand around his neck to let go of the choke, you know, let go of the choke, anything like that, you know? Which, again, I think maybe he would have been well in women his right to if, if the geezer is still carrying the hold of that choke and he didn't let go when he did. Um, I really don't know. I don't know if, I mean, that's only something that he can answer, you know? Yeah. But I, don't, I don't think there was because, you know, knowing Mark, he would have mostly put something out by now and would have said something. Have you, seen that one with, have you seen that one where the referee chokes out the fighter? I seen that clip. It popped up on Facebook the other day. Uh, the referee ended the fight, and the guy was out, but he tried to take the referee down. So the referee grabbed him by the neck and stood up yeah. and choked him out. Yeah, I, I have there. seen that one. I think I think that one was is it in Brazil. I have seen that one. I think there's yeah. there's a there's a point with that one. If it's the same one I'm thinking about, you know, you they got first of all as a referee, you don't you? I wouldn't put a choke on on if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, there's other ways of trying to get get a fight off if they're trying to fight you. Uh, but yeah, with that one, I mean, if, if it's the same one I'm thinking of, he, he kind of held that choke on a little too long as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he made his rounds on the on the internet, but yeah, again, you know, like you know, that, I thought that was a great call by Goddard with 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 the way he DQ'd the guy, and rightly so, you know. So yeah, hundred percent for me. That's the same as punching someone after the bell. Like yeah. the fight's over, and you're still <laughs> carrying on holding. Yeah, it's just I mean, it, dangerous. It is, and but like you know, got be got to be thankful that you got an official like himself that can handle that situation and, and knows how to deal with it. You know, because um, he could could have gone either way. You know, an official not knowing how to deal with a situation like that. Next thing you know, the guy gets away with it, or or something else abrupts. You know, or who's to say that another official wouldn't have swung for the guy? So you know, grabbing you by your neck, that you you don't know how you'd react. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like you say, these things do seem to happen to Mark, whether it's Connor jumping into the cage or yeah. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. 
And of all the people to do it to, he's probably the person I'd least want to play up against. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Well, the the, the, the biggest, biggest guy in that cage as well, because they're only small fighters as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But Dan, like while well, we've got good internet with you, was it. there anything else you wanted to tell us about Fight Island or talk about like, anything all, that? Yeah, all all I wanted to say was is that uh, you know every everything that happened there um, regarding that like, from the testing to the fights to every, it, it was amazing. I know there was a bit of negativity, like we said at the beginning, people going, "Oh, well, it's not really a island; they're not really fighting a cage or on the beach." That was impossible to do in that heat anyway. You know, I've I've worked yeah. on a show before where where, where where it has been on. No, I worked on a show in Cyprus many years ago, uh, seven, eight years ago now, um, that Mark Buchanan ran out there. And it was a really good show. But we didn't start the show till 10 o'clock at night. So we were finishing yeah. like 2 a.m. in the morning, 3 a.m. in the morning. And and even then, it was, it was pretty, pretty hot. Um, but yeah, they, from all the fighters, the way it was put on, I, I thought it was amazing, you know. And for me, on a personal note, it, it was an honour to be there to be able to officiate some of the fights that I did. Um, you know, from 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 whether it be uh, Jessica Andrade and Rose, two former champions in their own rights, you know, um, to to whether it be someone on the undercard. And I don't like using the word undercard or prelims. Everyone who's on that card deserves to be there. You know, they, they, yeah. they've been there. Whether they we've seen in previous um, shows and even some of the, some of the fights last night, there's guys who're stepping in for their debuts and end up being cracking fights, or guys who're stepping up last minute and ending up giving good, you know, giving giving a fight. You know, um, one that comes to mind quickly is the, like the Reese McKee and um, Chimaev fight. You know, again. Yeah. Obviously, while you're sitting in your hotel room, I, I do I do read through comments and all that, and people saying, "Oh, this guy's going to Muller McKee and McKee, why is he there, etc." Listen, at the end of the day, the guy turned up, even if it is last minute. He's a professional as he is. He's turned up, given the guy the fight. It didn't go his way, but look, he's, he's, his journey begins now. You know, he's in the good yeah. UFC as well. You know, he's turned up, he saved the fight, they put another fight on the yeah. card. Um, and you know, I think everyone should be a little bit more respectful of how the guys and girls conduct themselves in that cage, and they're there for our entertainment, even as a referee. You know, I see some bad knockouts and I see some bad injuries, and I go away and I go, Shit, you know, these guys put literally their lives at risk, yeah, you know, yeah, for, for our entertainment, for us to be able to have a conversation on this on this platform that we are now for us to be able to some people make a living on, on Instagram and, and Twitter and YouTube, wherever it may be, whether it be criticizing, whether it be breaking down fights, whatever it may be that they're, they're there and giving us that platform, you know? Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Reese because I absolutely love him. It was, I was concerned about the, the matchup. I thought it was a tough matchup, mm -hmm. especially with no fight camp. Yep. But like you say, he had the balls to take the fight. Nobody wants to fight that guy. Um, he had the I'm balls sure to take there's, there's it and believe that he can win. Yeah, well, there's, yeah. There's, there's plenty out there, but, but not many that could have got a call up last minute like he did, you know. And, and he, you know, again, uh, I've, I've had the fortunate event of, of refereeing Reese on, on previous shows uh, yeah. or on, on other shows. Uh, but again, that's what you call a profession. You step up and something doesn't go your way, you know. And but what, what I was getting at is how people are quick to criticise, you know, and quick to put a fighter down, you know. Just, you know, you, you wouldn't have, you you as a fan would not have seen uh, him fighting Chemayev again or seen him on, on the card again if he didn't step up. That fight would yeah. never have happened, you know. So that's it. Yeah. 
And for anyone who who saw that and that was their first time watching race, please, please, please watch his next fight in the UFC because I felt all week he looked right at home there, you know, just seeing him in the UFC gear, seeing him in the cage. He looked like he was at home. I felt that he belongs in the UFC for a long time now and I'm really, really excited to to see who he gets next and what he does because this man can knock people out with a jab. He He's just incredible. He's the guy that's knocked Jai Herbert out. He's an incredible striker and he's he's one of my favourites. I've got loads of favourites, I know I'm guilty of <laughs> having loads of favourites, but he's up there and I, I'm so excited to see him and I hope he gets another chance at the next Fight Island. Um, and it, talking about the Rose fight, I was chuffed that you got that one because when you were holding Rose's hand, somebody messaged me and said, oh, my God, what have I got in common with Rose Namajunas? And I was like, I don't know, Alex. What have you got in common? He was like, Dan held our hands up in both of our fights. And I was like, mine too, then. <laughs> to me, that, it's amazing. <laughs> Again, it's 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 crazy, you know. You know, you, you, these are the girls and guys, you know, six seven months ago, even a couple of years ago, I was watching fighting, you know, world champions, etc. But then I'm I'm in there looking, looking after their health and well being, you know. Uh, yeah. So, and I see Chris has put another another question on there. What's your favorite? <laughs> Apart you say? from mine, we can't have favoritism. No. Apart from mine, <laughs> you know, there's, there's there's so many to mention. But if I if I'm gonna go on something current that 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 you know, obviously from possibly maybe the Fire Island for me, it was the Rose and Jessica Andrews. Mm. Not because, well, two things. One, it was obviously on the on a pay per view two five one card. One on the, obviously being the Fire Island, and again, like I said before, one but and both of them being. Um, Previous champions, you know, and and it was it was crazy, crazy to officiate. It was an honour to officiate as well. So that's got to yeah. today. I think that that's one of my highlight highlight fights. So, that was so, so Dan, 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 you get to enjoy the fight, or you have to watch yeah. it afterwards to kind of enjoy the fight. We, so afterwards, uh, uh, you know, that's a good question. Afterwards, I sit down and watch. And to be to, to, again, not much to do in between in between the days. We we all sat down and watched the fight. We all sat down and rejudged something and was oh how, how did these see, how did these guys see this or how you know or even as an official you sit there and watch the fight. Then I may watch it again and go oh I could have moved this way and got a better angle of this from choke or you know different things like that. But as far as the fight goes, when I'm in there, it, I'm I'm there to officiate. It, it is hard. I I, I can see. Why some people think, oh look, he gets to be and then he gets to watch the fight, but I'm watching it for a different reason. I'm watching it for the safety, the for you know, the, the, what's going to happen. You know, trying to read the fight as much as I can and to prevent anything bad happening. You know, um, yeah, but yeah I do really watch the fights. Yeah, because that that was some round and that third round. Rose was hanging on in that one. That was a, some third round. That one, it was brilliant. It it was. It, they all, you know, even like I said, I'm watching it after. I, I, I was like, that's a, that's a good fight and a good round, you know. Um, and it, and again, it's a shame. I think someone commented, it's a shame it wasn't a five rounder, you know, because yeah. that, that could have been a it could have been a fun fight to, to for it to be yeah. But who knows? It could, could yeah. happen in the future. Again. And before that fight, I would have leant towards Rose in a five rounder, thinking that Jessica's gas tank would would blow, but. 
actually watching it, she seemed to be coming on stronger in that round, so in the, the final round. So who knows what would have happened. But oh, it was just, Rose is just beautiful to watch anyway. I, I find her, like if I was going to show someone who, who's not an MMA fan, um, is it your What's mic going coming? on with the sound? Yeah, it's just, hang on. Let me mute you and unmute you. No, the sound's still there. No, it's still going on, isn't it? Hey. If it's not one thing, it's the... I yeah. know! Damn it. But everyone can hear that now, Is right? it gone? Yeah. That's not... Hopefully it's not just me then. This is our tech issue special show. Anyway, but yeah, you're right. If that if that was a five round of fight, it could have it could have gone a different yeah. way. But again, it, it was it, it, seeing seeing. Do you know what was weird? Seeing them how tiny they are. <laughs> yeah. I always think that when I meet fighters as well, they're always so much tinier. The girls are so much tinier. Even the bantamweights. Because they weigh so much less than me, even yeah. <laughs> not in fight camp. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they're always so much tinier than I expect them to be. But that's interesting. That was one of my questions: was like, did you get to watch any of them? And I assumed it would be the next day if you had that ability to do it. But that's the, I've I've been on a cutman course where they said the same thing. When they're watching the fight, they're not actually watching the fight. They're seeing whether like there's any damage from anyone and they're literally just looking on the person that they're the cut man for and they're just looking for damage the entire time do i need to go into the octagon at the end of the round what do i need to be working on and that's all they're seeing they're not watching the fight they couldn't tell you who's winning no and, that, and that's that, that that's their job to do that you know you you'll you notice that um, if you've been to a show like, like that, when you see the cutman sitting there, there's either a commissioner sitting next to them or, or themselves will notice if a cut's happened. They're, they're really, as soon as someone's cut, they're already getting their swabs and, and everything ready to, to go in there. And, you know, especially the UFC, every corner has its own cutman as well. So they'll sit on the, the cage side door ready to go. They're the first guys in there. As soon as you see it, they're the first ones in there with the commissioner, with the stall. Put them in and start working, you know. And again, that again, that's another job. That's um, you know, quite people forget what an important job that is, you know. With, with, no, they, they they've got one minute, or maybe even slightly less, the, the minute just to make sure they they treat that car, try to keep them in the fight, and do the best that they can do, you know. Um, so again, credit goes to, goes to all the cutmen who work the show and who work as a cutman on any other show, you know. So I think that's yeah. a it's, it's a thankless task as well for them for them. Yeah. And they were all coming from the UK as well. So we were well represented out there. It was the judges, the refs, the the cut people. The judge the judges you had um the, you had um from Poland, Germany and Italy as well representing. So okay. that, that was good. And then obviously you had the British judges as well. Uh so yeah, it was a good mix mixture of European European uh, guys who, who were there, you know. And uh, I thought yeah. they done. I thought they done a good job. Again, same thing. You know, it's it's a it's a thankless task. That's a thankless task as well. You know, because you know you hear people go, oh, 
the close fire, and, you know, not knowing what they're talking about. There's, oh, sorry, it was a robbery. Sorry, when a, robbery. a robbery yeah. is the most overused term, I think, in MMA because there were two that two fights on the whole of Fight Island that I scored differently to the judges. One was the Max Holloway Volkanovsky one, and one was the Darren Till Whitaker one, and they were both so close that I, I, if they went the other way which they did they like I can accept that it's when people just talk about takedowns at the end of the round winning it for that person that drives me insane I, don't, I, I can understand I if they think it's, it is subjective if you think that that shot was more impactful than that shot that I thought was was stronger and did more damage then we disagree on that one shot if you're saying that that takedown that he's popped back up from won him the round then i don't agree with you but no, you know and, and that and that's the thing though okay yeah you get you get people watching fights and, and not knowing like the judging criteria and look everyone has their favorites everyone has a favorite fighter who wants to win I, i've done it as a fan when i'm sitting at home watching the fight and going oh I hope, I hope he or she won or i think they won but again you're watching it with you're watching it with the commentary being on with the with the you know the the, the commentators going oh that was a great shot you know and but yeah you've got three judges sitting on different sides of the octagon one might the fighter might have their back turned towards them might see a different shot than to the other fighter yeah. uh, than to the other judge so that's why you have three judges at the end of the day, because they're three different opinions. And nine times out of ten, they're exactly the same opinions. And you know, one time you might, you know, it might, it might, it might be seen differently. But again, you've got to understand that different, different angles, different shots they get to see can can impact or, or, of their decision. But again, they're going by sets of criteria, which most people yeah. who, who are quick to jump on and go, "No, it's a robbery," don't understand. Yeah, no, that's true. What do you think about the argument for more judges? Kind of like maybe five judges, like they it, have in ACA. It does, it does, for me personally, it doesn't make any difference because at the end of the day, you can have twenty thousand judges. If they don't know the criteria and doesn't don't yeah. know how it, what the criteria are, you're still going to come with the same result. Because as long as it's like yeah, I had this question put to me about um, like Victor done when they put the uh, live scoring system, right? Listen, First of all, from, from an official point of view, judges get scrutinised as it is, right? Yeah. So you imagine like being being in a stadium with 60,000 people or whatever, whatever stadium you may be, 20,000 people. You gonna, you know, you've got your names there, Peter, Katie, Dan already been the judges, right? And then you put a score up that the fans don't agree with because they're watching it pissed up and watching it as fans and whatnot. And then that's that for for one, like you know, next yeah. you know, everyone knows what you look like, who you are, uh, and stuff like. That. And two, it could be also the fact that you know a fighter may look up at the score, would go, oh, hold on, I'm, I'm two rounds ahead, I'm going to take my feet off the gas, and it becomes yeah. a, you know a, a dull fight, you know. Or it could go the other way, you know, one could go, I'm losing the fight, and I'm going to go for the, go for the fight. But again, as long as three judges is enough, and as long as you know the criteria, you know what they are. I think it, it, it's it's good, you know. Some if you want to have five judges, then that again, it's all down to having the right criteria. Yeah, yeah. Well, I th I thought that the UK guys represented us amazingly over in Fire Island. Um, I think it just showed that 
the UK is kind of up there with the, the very best in the world. It stands, isn't it? Yeah, up there with the very best in the world. So I thought you all did an amazing job. We were all really proud of you putting the UK firmly on the map and at the you know at the top the upper echelons of of mma we had 18 fighters over there representing us uh people on the judging panel so i just thought it was amazing the whole thing is emotionally draining <laughs> the highs and lows of all those people that i've interviewed over the years <laughs> performing and wanting them to do well but I'm really excited for Fight Island to go back there. So that's that's going to be in September, October time, is it, Dan? I, I don't know. I wish I wish I knew because uh, if, if, if oh, it is, wow. I need to put more time off work. I don't. They haven't confirmed anything yet, but I, I'm sure they will be going back at some point. Yeah. So yeah, we've heard the rumours it will be around that time. I'm really, really hoping that it will be then, and that um, we've got the the same guys going back over there. I hope you're allowed to climb off work, Dan. Yeah. Let's 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 see what happens. Anyway, quickly, Peter. Yeah. Can we can we just confirm whose microphone that is cracking up? I know I don't have I figured it out. Uh you've you've got no headphones on, so it's coming the sound your speaker's picking it up, your mic's picking up the sound. So if you turn your sound down, it should go away. When I mute you it stops. Ah oh. <laughs> you've got no headphones on. I I become made you guys a pain in the ass, aren't I, for this for this um, podcast. No. Never mind. Anyway, all I'm glad I got cut off when I saw Sam immediately half naked on the uh, on whatever it was you guys put up so we'll have to send you the video for that because it's really funny and actually he's he's sent you a challenge so peter maybe we can put that up on on mma uk as a post yeah so do you know what the questions are do you want do you want to know the questions go for it yeah you want you when was the last time you shaved your back and neck (laughs) that's the first one but for that that was the, la- the last time, well, no, second to last fight I had, which would have been 2007. Uh, that's the last time I, I, I think I showed my back and my, and my chest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, if you shave it on Facebook Live, you'll donate, donate money to a charity of your choice. And, and we'll donate money as well. We'll do it as well. We'll join in. If you don't you, listen, you'll have, you'll have my wife. Coming down the most, the most I've done when I've grown my beard, I get my beard, and it's when I fought Ben Craggy on uh, uh, KJ's Contenders, and we had a bet the loser had that we both grew our beards, and we, and we, when we shaved off for charity, that was the last time I'd done something like that. I'm happy to do that, maybe over the winter, grow it out, and then shave it off. But the, the chest there stay, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and your second question one was, when was the last time you ate less food than him? No, 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 it wasn't. He said, you're all, no, he said you're always mugging him off for eating all the time, but when was the last time you weighed less than him? Oh, weighed. So what one? I'm, I'm, big, I'm taller and bigger than him. That's, that's period, you know. I, I, I eat less than him. I, I'm better than him. Let's do it. Wait, wait till we start hitting the road again. Them Instagram videos are popping back up. <laughs> 
I took over for you in Dublin and got a few <laughs> when we were at Bellator. I know. I've, 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 I've saved those videos as well. <laughs> Fantastic. So, Peter, maybe we can put that up on as a post or something so that uh, people <laughs> can see Sam <laughs> yeah, Amazing. Well, while we can all hear each other, maybe we'll sign off <laughs> and quit while we're ahead. But, Dan, thank you again, so much I, for coming I on. Again, listen, I, I apologise uh, for, the, for the poor connection. Honestly, I don't know what the fuck was going on. Uh, but <laughs> We've got, we got some sort of story and I'm sure we'll sit down and we'll have another chat at some point. Uh, but yeah, really appreciate you guys having me on and, and um, thanks for, especially, well, I only managed to see a couple of questions and I think myself from, from Chris and then Sam, Sam come on and got Carl indefinitely, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try again in the future. It's lovely to have you on. It's lovely to see you and catch up with you. Um, and Peter, anything to say before we sign off? Yeah, just uh, obviously I've got like a top three referee thing and obviously Leon Roberts is the number one referee in the world. Me, God is number two. After Dan's performance at USC Fight Island, you're now number three. That's you're you're too kind. Trust me, you're <laughs> no, too no, kind, you know. Yeah, no, no, it means anything, but no, you're, you really impressed me. I've seen you referee before in other events and all that, but do that on the big stage, especially when you said to him, I don't need no replay and all that stuff. I just... He's brilliant referee, and you're now in my top three. I'm just, just going to bring, you know, because I, I don't like, I like compliments, but I don't like compliments. But again, <laughs> I've got to give credit. I've got to give credit to the to the people that, you know, as far as referee I, I work with, you know, like, you know, like Mark, Leon, even Rich Mitchell, some of the other referees, Sam, obviously. And it's the people that, that, you know, you look up to and you see on the big stages. And, you know, even even I, even if I haven't worked with them or shared the cage with them, like another one is Jason Herzog. He's another one that I look up to, and I, and I see the way he works, see the way he moves. Yeah, you, know, you, pick, you pick good and bad things from everybody, you know. So again, credit goes to to all the officials out there looking after the fires correctly. Yeah, so I appreciate it. Well, you know, you've always been my favourite, Dan. <laughs> Much to Sam's dismay. <laughs> <laughs> but you, no you seconds, do, but Sam never raised my hand. <laughs> But you do have the toughest job in MMA. I actually posted that the day after the Aldo fight, after it happened with Leon. I said, referees have got the hardest job in MMA. And a few fighters were got upset with what I said about that, saying, no, fighters have got the toughest job. But for me, it's referees. A referee can cost you a fighter's career, can cost a fighter's life if you get it wrong. So you, you guys have to be on top of your game all the time. I uh, appreciate that. Really appreciate that. Yeah. Anything well, else again. you wanted to say, Dan? No, that's it. Honestly, again, thanks for having me. I'm sorry it was choppy and and whatnot. And there's, 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 there was so much more we want to talk about, but again, it's something that we can always come back to. And again, Peter, yeah. if you wanna, we, we can um, once I know exactly I've got a good connection and whatnot. Um, we can sit down and maybe do do the officials corner and, and speak about you know, fighter safety and whatnot, whatever it is you want to speak yeah, about. Yeah, we'd love to. to. Definitely. It gives, it gives the casual fans an insight into what really goes on as well. And it yeah. educate them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's all, that's all well, about Like Something that I, that I always remember as well, when, when anything like that comes up about the back of the head or anything like that, or with um, a downed fighter or anything like that, mm -hmm. I think back to my rules talk and everything that you yeah. told us, right down to... You've got to show me you still want to be in the fight. If you're running away, if you're turning your back, if you know any of those things, 
people don't know unless they've either read the rules in in that much detail or they've they've listened to a rules talk they they maybe yeah. don't know this stuff so i'm glad you still remember them all from all them years ago <laughs> i do because my i remember that's when my stomach turned to liquid and i thought what the hell am i doing <laughs> that's good but yeah it's ingrained in my memory forever but <laughs> Thank you so much for coming yeah. on, Dan. I'm hoping at some point I see you at an event as well and we can do a, a live interview, but who knows when that will be, the way things are at the moment. Hopefully. But Hopefully. Well, I've got a, the, uh, the Contenders drive through. I've got our event coming up in a couple of weeks. Oh, so you're doing yeah. that? Yeah. So that's just moved yeah. to a Friday, yeah. hasn't it? it has, can you make it, it okay? Say that no, again. I still no. can't make it. I would love to, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, gutted I'm missing a, it's that a, one. It's a, it's a great... Uh, for me, it'd be interesting to see how, how it works out. I know we've got all our testing and self-isolating thing to do as well. So that, that would... Um, that, again, I'm back back on that. So, um, But yeah, it should, I want it should be good. Yeah. I want to know how it works for me, Judge. You interview the fighter in the back seat of a car or whatever. No, no. <laughs> So, I mean, it's, it's a good concert because only people that are will be allowed around the cage or, 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 or the yeah, the fighter. It will be the three judges, your timekeeper, myself and Sam, obviously your cutman, your medics, and then obviously when the fighters walk in, I think even the um, commentators are set back a little bit further back than they would normally be. And everyone who's in that area will be testing all the fighters. But I mm. do, it's, it's a, it is a crazy concept of... Um, People being able to drive in their cars, and I believe they're doing like radio transmission, sort of yeah. a, a, a wavelength for when the uh, commentators and whatnot, and the, the, yeah. the wave is playing on the screen. Would be able to listen to the comfort of your own car or decked out next to your car. Uh, I believe yeah. that's what it is. But I'm, I'm intrigued to see how how it works out. Get another crazy thing doing the UFC Fight Island and doing a so to speak a, a drive through cinema type MMA show, you know, so yeah, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be interesting, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll tell you what, we could maybe book it in and then have a, have a chat after that, me and Sam can give Definitely, you a Definitely, yeah, that'd be great. It. Will you beat the, the cage for this triple showdown? So, uh, I, have, I don't think I'm at the cage, I think uh, they already got Goddard and Rich on that show, on them, on them free show, should I say. Uh, yeah. But again, that's another show, it'd be crazy to see how, they, how you know, free shows in in, in a week, you know, again, they go their uh, lockdown, uh, uh, quarantine process, and all that. Yeah, being tested. Yeah, they're quarantined from the Monday. The is, it, well, that, yeah, and, and the good thing is, I know we said goodbye about five times now, but quickly. But um, the, the other good thing is, is that now, now that there is some sort of testing, yes, it costs. It, it does cost money. You know, it's it's not yeah. cheap. Uh, but at least, at least they can. Budget that if they, if they want it, events want to go ahead. They can they can budget that, and then if they can afford it, they can they can get it done. You know, and and, and have some sort of event going on. Yeah. So how long do you have to quarantine for that one? For two, two days. Two. It'll be two. It'll be two days. You have your test two days for your results to come, and then do the show. See, that's it. like even that is a lot of time off of people's day jobs. Like if you've got to isolate in between, isn't it? Because it's not just the fact that you've got to be there on the Friday. It then becomes nope. like the extra days on top for quarantining is yep. a long time. And Cage Warriors is the Monday before. So it's just um, it's that's a whole lot of time and money and 
and everything for everyone involved. That's why media's not going in because it would cost them a lot more money. Put the media into the hotel on Monday as well, quarantine them as well. Yeah, yeah. It's not That's what I'm hearing. No media. But it's, 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 you know, that, that's again, that's where fans at the moment do need to appreciate how these, how everyone is putting together to to be able to get these shows on. Um, again, one, well, again, one more. The the the, the all the staff, the staff at the Fire Island. So not not UFC officials, the hotel staff. You know, the people who are doing the food, the people who are setting up the rigs and all that, they had to quarantine two weeks in the hotel room. Yeah. Before everyone arrived. Two weeks. That's, you know, uh, that goes to show. And I don't care where anyone says, oh, well, Abu Dhabi paid for this and UFC had to deal with this. It doesn't matter. Because without that, you're, you're, all them people who are saying this and that, they're still watching the fights. They're still sitting there, you know, and enjoying the fights. You know, so just, just appreciated the, the the things that you know, even like cage warriors, like contenders, trying to pull wherever they can together, safely as possible. They can do. I'm happy to do so, Sam. But I'll leave something for you to do when you come on the show next week, mate, in a couple of weeks. All right. <laughs> uh, Chris wants uh, Chris to know Gannon. if you do a seminar. I don't, I, I don't do a seminar. Um, I know Mark Goddard does one. He does a high yeah. math one, and he also does one, and that's that's worth doing. But look, if, if anyone wants to educate themselves, you can again, you can look all the rule sets online. There's a couple of videos floating around. But again, I'm also, you know, myself and other referees are free. If you want to just hear us up with with any questions, I'm happy to answer them at some point. You know. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dan. All really right. appreciate it. No and we'll again. speak Thanks again soon. Me. And we'll use Helen's Definitely. phone next time because it was much better. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get bombarded on it by like, people going, oh, change your Wi-Fi. If you do, please tag BT. Please <laughs> tag them and see if they'll give me free Wi-Fi for a year. <laughs> Got to try for Thank a freebie, you. right? <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate that, guys. Take care. Thank you very much.